0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Breathing Room. I'm your host, Rob Lavati. Super stoked today to be here with PTP, Peter the Poet. What's up? Um, Yeah, good to see you too, man. Um, I met Pete. um, Is it cool if I call you Pete? Yeah, that's fine. Cool, because I'm going to do it either way, but like, I'm offended. I'm hurt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Um, it's probably been about two years since we first met. Mm. Um, I caught you at a show over at Static Age, which mm. was really cool because it's like a punk venue. Mm-hmm. And you guys brought a hip hop show there. Yeah. And there was a good crowd. I think people were into it. That's the first time that I saw you. Nice. Um, and yeah i've enjoyed you a lot i enjoyed you that night and that's when i first started listening to you i followed the bitter tape Mm. um and we'll talk about your upcoming tape hunger yes talk a little bit about that as much as you feel comfortable i don't want to like reveal the secret sauce but that's all good i got a sneak preview listen and i'm super grateful for that exclusive
1: (laughs) exclusive (laughs) it
2: was
0: great man um i'm gonna save my feedback for Mm. when we get to it later on but thanks for sharing that with me of course um i always get the i always appreciate the opportunity to listen to a tape before it comes out and Mm. it gives me like a special feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm yeah so um we're coming to you as always from the asheville play studio in asheville north carolina west asheville to be specific the walkable west as spaceman called it Mm. um production being run by matt dunn av live um as always he does such a great job with our show um check out his website if you ever have an interest in live production of your event. Um, Matt is really great at producing live events and will get multi-cam going on and produce it live. And with audio, produce your event. I've seen him do concerts, comedy shows, church events, um, you you name it really, podcasts like this, Mm. um, commercials. Matt gets involved in a lot of different stuff, music videos. So... Um, if you have the need to display something live, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, um, IGTV, hit up mattavlive.co and um, yeah, shameless plug. Just wanted to throw that out there. I don't think I give Matt enough credit Shout for Matt, all the yo. things that Matt does. Yeah. Um, before we get started today, as always, want to do a quick 10 seconds of mindfulness um, so we could just close our eyes, get settled in. Um, Philo Wright's called it the shortest meditation of all time. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's right, but mm. still fun nonetheless. Yeah, so yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. I lost count.
2: fine. So, yeah. That's I like just, 10, right? Thanks. So yeah, Felt yeah.
0: felt like 10. Felt good. Yeah. Felt like a solid 10. Yeah. I spend most of the time counting when we do that. Mm. And that's how I tripped up. So it was actually oh, like oh, anxiety provoking. I'm like, is seven?
2: So I was overthinking it like uh I was I have to listen to my
0: breath right or I have to like yeah. I was like,
2: "Oh, how do you do this again?" So I,
0: I ask everyone who comes on, "Do you meditate normally?" I should you should Peter. I
2: should and I don't and okay. I've been recommended it a few times. Yeah Yeah,
0: it's one of those things. That's like I view it like working out mm. Your body kind of needs it. You need that not necessarily traditional meditation. You don't need to ohm um, and like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, that shit, but like Taking 10 minutes a day mm. a few times a week To think about nothing other than how you're breathing Mm. And how your body feels. Mm. You need that the same way that your body needs to burn off energy when you work out. Word. yeah. So I'm not preaching because I don't do it as much as I should. Mm. I struggle with pretty much anything that's a routine. Like mm. straight up, like I've not brushed my teeth for two months at a time before. Mm. I'm not proud of that. It's pretty gross. Really? Okay. I still mm-hmm. have all my teeth. Nice. But like, yeah, it's like Word. once something falls out of routine for me, it's really hard to keep it up.
2: Or For my... Pro, not problem with it, but the my overthought of it, my cynicism around it is that I feel uh, like I, my mind is always racing, yeah. or not racing, but like there's stuff going through it and. You get the lens of like I'm sitting in silence meditating and then I'm thinking about myself sitting in silence meditating when the point of it is to erase, hopefully erase some sort of narrative in your head of what's going on. So if I was trying to do it for five minutes, I'd be like, how long has it been? Oh, I'm still doing this. Oh, is it doing what I want it to wait? Now I'm thinking about it. Is I'm thinking about it, not doing it what I want it to and and on and on. So it's
0: so easy to overthink it when you first start out. Yeah. and it's like it's one of those things that only gets easier when it when you make it a routine. Mm. Like after meditating for a month, that goes away. Mm-hmm. But if you stop for a couple of weeks, it will come right back. Warm. So that's that's really the only way it's gotten better for me is just by making it part of my Still routine, it, yeah, yeah. doing it the same time every day or before the same activity. Mm-hmm. Like before I eat dinner, I'm going to meditate, or mm-hmm. like before I jerk, I'm before I like. <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 You're good, okay. Yes, yeah. Um, so who knows where we're going to go in the next hour. But when mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about what I'd like to talk to you about today, based on some things I've heard you share during live shows, mm-hmm. I want to talk about being judged by other people. Mm. Something that I've experienced quite a bit in my life and based on some Offhand comments you made so I I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it's more than one I feel like you've experienced that in your life in some way as well Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so I want to talk about that and talk about The turning point that I think we all hit when we're judged by other people in a negative way um which for me, it really weighed heavily on me for a long time. Mm. There are times that I was bullied throughout school. I mean, I'm not like waving a victim card and like trying to play a victim in hindsight, but there are definitely times that I was taken advantage of because I tried to be a nice kid mm. and I was weak and vulnerable. Mm. Um, so... For a long time, I definitely resented that people took advantage of that, and it hurt me when people didn't just like me, Mm. because I wanted everyone to like me. Mm. And then there came a turning point very recently. I'm 28 now, and I feel like in my mid-20s, somewhere around 25, 26, came a point where I was like, wait, I don't own what other people think about me or how they treat me. Mm. I might not like it. I might want it to be different, but I don't own that. I own how I respond to it. Mm. So that's the mentality I've tried to adapt in my life now is like even if people mistreat me, try to still treat them with kindness. Mm. Use opposite action and like not fight back with fire. Just bring like a big old like fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So that's a little bit about what I want to get into today. And also talk about overcoming depression Mm. um i've talked about this quite a bit on the show but i've been depressed in some capacity since i was a kid when i look back on my life as at five years old i was a very sensitive and i would say depressed child i don't think it impacted me then the way that it's impacted me later in my life but depression's always been in the mix you know um i feel really good right now I feel like I'm at a good place with my depression where I understand it. I know it's around the corner at any point. Um, I can wake up tomorrow and it could be day one of a six month depression. Mm. Um, but I have found some things that are really helpful for getting me to a point where I feel okay. And I feel like I can manage on the day to day. And even if the, the depression is there, some things that fight back. Mm. So that's a little bit about what I want to get into today. But first I want to talk about the thing that's like hot off the press. Mm. I want you to just give me a little overview of hunger. Um, I have not gotten through the whole tape yet. Mm -hmm. I made it through nine tracks. Nice. Um, Really enjoyed a a lot of it. It's 13, right?
2: Yeah. The first nine or 10 is like, that's a good sample size for sure. Cool.
0: And the first eight. Were they all hit home for me in some way? Mm. Um, I love that you sing on. Yeah. Are you calling it an album? It's thirteen. Yeah, it's that's an not, not an EP. Yeah, it's an album, yeah, yeah. I love that you sing on it. Um It's something that, in my opinion, and in the opinions of others that I've had on the show recently, singing in hip hop can go one of two ways. Mm. Um, it can go a way that I think Spaceman Jones really doesn't like oh that's kind of what he said on our episode Mm. a lot of the stuff you'll hear on the radio oh yeah yeah, yeah. um that more kind of pop singing Mm. and then there's what you do which is singing to add melody to your songs Mm. and singing to convey emotion Mm. yeah that's how i interpret it
2: yeah for sure um, mm-hmm.
0: so tell me a little bit about hunger. Tell me about who produced it for you or, um, uh, yeah. if it was multiple kind of collaborators, mm-hmm. when can I expect it to drop? Mm-hmm. Where will I be able to get it? Um, just kind of give me the rundown. Sure. So, um,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, PTP, Peter, the poet is Holy my shit. alias. We talked a lot there. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you're fine. Um, um, well, that's me. Hi, cameras. PTP Peter the Poet. Nice to meet you. Um, my album Hunger is essentially um, a follow-up to Bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done a full studio album since that. Like I did the Tomes compilation on Spotify, is just like twelve uh, singles that I dropped over the last like year and a half. So it's not like a cohesive concept album. And Hunger is. Uh, following up bitter because it was made in a particular emotional Mm -hmm. pressure uh, like a pressurized life situation, pressurized life context where I was like I want to make this album where I've been thinking about it for so long or I've been thinking about it in that um, tension that was going Mm -hmm. on. So essentially what happened, uh, nothing like life changing or like crestfallen necessarily but I, I worked at a place for two years and all of a sudden one day they just let me go um, and I had suddenly had all this time and I'd been collecting beats for two or three months. And then, um, I was like, it's time. Like I have this time and then I feel certain ways about being like, go, and I've had to sort of, uh, rifle through, um, just my, when I, you lose that routine, you have a lot yeah. more time to just think about what's going on up there. So, um, I sort of took that approach. Um, essentially what the album about is, um, big thing for me recently, which is uncharacteristic, like if anyone I know from my childhood watches this, they'll be like, that's very strange, is feeling very terrestrial, feeling mm. very disconnected from a higher power is yeah. a theme I, that is comes up in the lyrics a lot. Um,
0: just is that feeling a new feeling for you.
2: Yeah, it's very new and it's kind of weird. It's like, I've never, I used to be like a very, Staunch atheist when I was a, a kid. Like, yeah. and I would be that, I was that kid, you know, at summer camp or school, whatever it was. Like, oh, you're like, you believe in this, blah, blah, blah. And I was sort of. Same here. Yeah. So, dude, the I, I called it
0: agnosticism, but yeah. Same principle. Well, at the
2: time, I was like, I, I was just so. I was just so like definitive in my thoughts, just because you're, you know, I was a opinionated kid that didn't necessarily bring other people's perspective into what I was saying. So I was very much like, "I'm going to challenge you," and you, you know, this doesn't exist. But I went to an Episcopal, I went to a Riverside Church for preschool, yep. Episcopal schooling for middle school, Quaker in high school. So I had many opportunities to exist in resistance to those ideas, like of religion and stuff. Um, but recently. Um, I've just been feeling disconnected from, you know, especially as my friend circle has gotten smaller, um, or f- more focused, I should say smaller, uh, might indicate loss, but just like more focus in where I am geographically. Um, there's just times when you're alone and, um, you know, I found myself just like Praying once in a while over stuff I don't know and I've never done that So I'm still, if my thoughts are a little scattered Or I'm not very concrete in how I'm talking about it It's because I'm still figuring it out Like I said this to my friends the other night Like I I don't really know what my feelings are about it But on the album I essentially just talk about Feeling disconnected from something beyond myself And being so self-absorbed And so that's one big topic Um, Yeah Another topic Trying to think, hunger. The the name hunger just comes from the feelings of like longing or like yearning or just wanting to figure it out, wanting to be more successful than my adversaries. Or it's who are your adversaries? Up. My adversaries. Um, because that's a word. That's, that's like, a word. Yeah, my opponents. Small and well, and then I'm, I'm it's one's like less. someone's
0: trying to sink your battleship.
2: Yeah, well, on the last song, I say uh, sick of basing my growth off the death of my opponents. So there's a growth that through the project, but generally I'm very uh, adversarial with the ghost, whatever the ghost, your demons, like that that shade of what you're fighting against, whatever it is, or it's people in your environment that you judge or you, you see as like going against your best interest. And I don't know, my adversaries are... Just people that I feel are diluting what I care about or what I'm passionate about. They're filling space. They're making noise. They're not aware of themselves. They're not aware of what they offer and how it might be. Not what... I don't know. Essentially, to put it in very blunt terms, I think a lot of shit is whack. (laughs) It would be the most frank way to say it. I think a lot of shit is whack and a lot of people... Darn aware of themselves. So there's a lot of adversarial lyrics on the album that essentially are a bit dismissive. I, you know, I, I want to be, I use on Bitter, for example, on other projects, I, I was a little more music save my life and music into you right. is saving your life and that's great. Um, but as I've gotten older and I've been, fucked over by people that are competing with me I've been a little bit more cynical but I haven't been like wronged by anyone necessarily but I've had experiences uh, since then that just make me a little more bitter pun intended and a little more
0: hungry pun intended to rise above that Um, and a little more poetic I just wanted to say pun intended but yeah, a little
2: more poetic a little more Peter pun intended (laughs) a little more little more the a little more um, yeah, so I guess I don't know. For hunger, what is it about? What it is? It what is it? It's yearning. It's wanting more in even a carnal sense, a possession sense. A, you know, a, a disconnection sense. A, and then every t- every through line of my albums is working through my emotions and what's going on. So,
0: cool. Well, at first listen, I really enjoyed it. Standout track to me, I think I even hit you up on Instagram last Mm. night. Mm. It was uh, track three, Need. Need, yeah. You have all the homies on it.
2: Yeah, shouts uh, out
0: SK the Novelist, shouts out Musashi Zero.
2: Um, They're like my best friends in uh, this North Carolina hip-hop stuff, and they feature on that track, yeah.
0: And they're both standouts to me in the way that you are, and Mm. before – we started recording when you and I were talking, I I was going to say something and I was like, I want to save that for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Much like zero, you, you have, I think the most important thing in hip hop, which is a voice Mm -hmm. to me. I mean, there are things that are important. You have to have a flow, be lyrical, be dynamic, being able to sing helps. Mm. Being a musician helps. Mm. Um, being a producer helps. There's all this stuff that makes you a good rapper, so to speak. Mm. But I think the most important thing to people is what do you sound like? Mm. And it, you, I had the same experience as I did with Zero. When I first heard you live, I hadn't heard any of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. I heard your voice and I'm like, damn, you got a cool voice. I want to hear more of that word that means a lot because that's step one so i'm listening at that point Mm -hmm. and then from there i'm listening to what you're saying and i'm listening to your beats and i'm listening to everything and i'm going yeah this is holistic as fuck like you Mm. have the whole concept together thank you man i appreciate that it's it's guys (laughs) like you that make me really hopeful for the asheville hip-hop scene there's like Felt like a small handful, but I feel like it's starting to run over a little bit mm. of guys that stand out and gals yeah. that stand out in the hip hop and R and B and neo soul mm. scene in Asheville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Indigo De Sousa. Yeah, she has a project called Icky Bricket. Mm, and the Icky brickets, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are kind of like that neo-soul, even hip-hop feel. They're mm-hmm. killer, man. Yeah, yeah. Almost like an Erica Badu I feel. I saw her perform- I saw her at the Mothlight. Yeah,
2: I saw her perform at a basement nice. in East Asheville or
0: something. With like. Icky brickets. No, it was just uh, solo at the time, but uh, they've, I think
2: they've caught a lot of momentum since.
0: She's cool. one where it's like, I have no doubt that like when I watch her, it's like, oh, she's a star. Like. Mm at some point in her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on her way. I hope it's with her current project because I think they're great, Mm. but she's well on her way. Mm, And I think that about you as well. The thing that my sister said to me today when I was listening to you in the car on the way here, Mm. um, she was like, oh, this is who's on the podcast tonight. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, Peter the Poet, PTP. Mm. And she was like, this was for the Dead Man Freestyle track eight Mm. on Hunger. She's like, yeah, if you just played this for me, I wouldn't have known that. It wasn't just like not a famous song already. Oh, we're.
2: Thanks. So I appreciate it. Don't look at her. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, and I agreed because it's like that it's a really cohesive track on a conceptual album. And as a hip hop fan, I like concept albums. Mm-hmm. I like when I can listen to a full. I haven't gotten through all 13 on Hunger yet, but. Mm-hmm. I have the feeling after the first nine that it's cohesive, it's conceptual. I want to listen to the whole thing. Word. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean,
2: there's like eight, seven or eight beats by the same producer. All guys I don't know, unfortunately. Like, okay. Just like YouTube, I found them. Um, but it's like eight or by the same guy, so it has sort of like a sonic uh, continuity. Yeah. And then <clears throat> there's uh, excuse me. Um, two other producers. I think one is a guy like batman did most of them i'm revealing my stash now i've, yep. I've i kept it so close to my vest when even when i was like playing beats for sk and then zero because i was like i don't want, that. I don't want that. Only. yeah i don't know i, I as a weird little defensive thing but okay. um you got to be protective yeah i don't know um because one time he and another uh sk and a dude in the scene rapped on the same beat because they like like the same guy so i was like oh, i don't want that to happen so yeah um but yeah so three producers um and yeah, I tried to keep it thematically similar and sonically, have it make sense. So I'm glad
0: it means a lot that that's what you felt. You know? Yeah. It felt um, a lot like Zero's tape Self hate mm. is a viable currency. Yeah, man. He, the continuity that I feel listening to that, I felt in Hunger. He builds a world. Like
2: he he's one of my favorites in town because of that. Um, like he can take a five song, a three song, and build like a mini, like. Uh, like, you know, those like cardboard sets yeah. your grandma built. And it's yeah. like there's all these layers to it and it, you build each sort of like layer and they're all distanced differently. But when you look at it from the front, it's all the same yeah. world. Like that's how I feel about his tracks. Like, um, so it's, it's, I've surrounded myself and I'm influenced by, and I collaborate with people that inspire me to that level. So I, I try to execute something similar. Um, here just, but based on my formula that I did with like bitter, for example.
0: So, yeah. 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 And you have a good crew around you. You really do. I mean, very fortunate. I yeah. think about guys, even like Mike live and zigs yeah. and guys oh, who, yeah, that's who dope, can just know them. spit, dude. I mean, they came by the house. Um, yeah. one day we had a cypher at my place. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
2: Um, i might not even remember them talking about that. Yeah. It was cool. Zigs,
0: Mike live, uh, who else was there? I'm drawing a blank, but there were a couple yeah. others there, and we I, all rapped at the house. Nice. Like Mike played. Live is like, Mike Live is my OG in town, definitely. He I puts know. on maybe the best performance out of anyone I've seen in mm-hmm. town. He had this Ziggs dope is, mask. Ziggs that was is glow the in best the rapper
2: in Asheville that doesn't record. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shouting it out now. like I will, He is wild. I yeah. will
0: say, if anybody is listening that thinks they can battle rap, Ooh. we got somebody in Ooh. store for you come see ziggs and lose please badly please yeah. badly he's gonna look up your wikipedia page and if you don't have one he's gonna create one gonna- <laughs> and like you're gonna lose and it's gonna hurt yeah,
2: he's incredible i am very fortunate to have cross paths stayed in touch and stayed in um line and, and orbit with these have you guys. ever battle wrapped What's funny is that I have never, but don't in the last it. in the last two months I've been writing a lot of battle bars, but and tr- parts partially to be closer to SK because he's my you know he's my best friend. I want to like uh, get closer to him in another way, and I was always not so sure about battle rapping or whatever. But it's fun post album. It's fun just to like mess around with like that kind of writing because I don't really write that way, and he's been impressed. So I don't I don't think I'll ever do it necessarily, but I, I do. Love you want it a battle rap right now? Oh, no, I, I like you too much I've, we just met but i like you too much i wouldn't want to <laughs> i don't know i i don't you know i'm gonna I, spit some
0: angry bars about
2: you you can i just don't want to get toxic on a public platform i might say some <laughs> i might use certain topics and
0: things i don't really i don't know I don't, yeah. i'd be nervous <laughs> i i just really want to talk shit it's that's the point of it yeah 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 but i would never do it in a real setting so i watched a video Mm -hmm. i will not name drop i'm not trying to publicly shame anybody Okay, okay okay um SK the novelist was involved. Uh-huh. I will say no more. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Was that
2: I, the legendary one? Not legendary one? But. I
0: don't know. Okay, okay. I know it was a battle rap, uh-huh. and I know it left me feeling very bad for somebody mm. and left me feeling like, wow, I never won a battle rap. I might never get on a stage again because of the trauma <laughs> that this video created for me. It's.
2: I would definitely want to have some sort of dialogue with my opponent if I ever did because you can do that sometimes you can be like they can bring it up in the battle and say, like, you tried to make me not talk about your daughter or whatever, right. and then they'll talk about your daughter, but I would only battle someone I knew if it were my first, just so I could, like, be, like, you know, maybe. Do you know what video I'm talking about? I think I do. I think. I don't want to say the person's name either.
0: Uh, but we? I know people talk about it. Can we say it? I don't want to say, say yeah, it. I don't want to sh- say it. I don't want to
2: get, I don't want to, because I don't have any smoke. It. I don't even know that person. So. Me
0: neither. Yeah. I've never actually met him, Um, but... Uh, <sighs> I'm probably gonna watch it tonight again. Oh yeah! I mean. If you ever need to feel a lot of things mm-hmm. good good about yourself, bad for somebody else, mm-hmm. just watch that video.
2: Yeah, man. Sk is a he picked a beast him apart. He wants. To he be, did his yeah. homework.
0: Yeah. He was mean. He did. Yeah. He was
2: really mean. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he it got his be. Like, it'd be like that. It'd yeah. be like that. But very impressive.
0: Yeah. Shout out to SK. Shout out to SK. Um, he's going to be on on the twenty second. I yeah, think yeah. is the date that we nailed down. Oh, nice. I'm excited oh, excited to weekend. talk to him. He's, not this weekend. Okay. Um, he just got back from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm excited to kind of talk to him about that and mm-hmm. see what that trip was like for him and. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say anything more about that. We'll, mm. we'll save that for yeah, his save episode. Save that content, But so yeah. um, man, I'm holding a lot back. I'm Sorry. like I just suspense. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I really wanted to talk about that video more, but let's move on. Talk about it with him. I'm sure he'll do the expose on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I have a word for you, <clears throat> and I want to see what it brings up, um, because I definitely have some stuff that comes up for me, but failure. Mm. What is that? feel like to you and what has been the biggest failure in your life i'm just coming in with the fucking wrecking ball. i'm re- i love it i'm ready i'm
2: ready dude i love it um i know and ask these questions so uh i don't do therapy either so there's there's aspects of it. so tell me peter yeah <laughs> failure I have a lyric and and I'm not promising I'm going to do this the whole time. Like, Oh, I have a lyric that answers your question. No, I say fucked up many times. Haven't failed yet. And that to me, there's not a time where I feel like I really failed. at something I tried to do or like, I like, uh, that sounds kind of weird. Like I failed, of course, but there, there's nothing when I think about it. Like I fucked up so many times. I've done things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, I've been kicked out of things I was a part of um, because right. of like a bad decision. But mm-hmm. I associate failure with the building of something um, event based or moment based, and you work really hard on it and then just fucking doesn't happen, or it just yeah. doesn't happen the way you picture. There's been failures that have been sinking ships over time. Like failure to me when I when you say that makes me think something very um, like an instance or a moment. So I don't have I don't have any like big flops that are instance based. But and I'm sorry I'm working through the question as well as I'm yeah, talking. yeah no problem. Um, I
0: the, I my mind goes somewhere. Yeah, where do you you're go? Gonna, sorry, you're yeah. gonna have to help me out on names and time frames. But I got off of social media for a while, mm-hmm. so there's like a six month time frame that's pretty much. Blank for me, Mm. but you were in the process of creating a platform. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so can you talk a little bit about? Yeah, let me. That actually
2: is a perfect thread of where I was gonna where I was gonna go when it comes like sinking ships. Um, and I guess I associate failure with like trauma, like a trauma. But sometimes you just disappoint, and that's enough. Um, so I guess reverse chronologically, um, I wanted to start a platform called currency. currency and i had and i do this pretty frequently where i build an entire brand from the ground up in a night or something i like design the design language the logo what we're going to be about i write up a business plan in my iphone notes what possible revenue streams blah blah, blah. content base who are we going to get it from how are we going to categorize it all that kind of stuff i like just doing that in like a couple days because I, I get like, man, we can talk about that. I get a bit manic about that stuff. I know nothing about. You know that. nothing about that. Oh. <laughs> um, and it was a failure because I and I did everything I could to get the seeds kind of started a little bit. Like I asked ten people to write one article on anything they wanted, and two or three of them did. And then when I was like, oh, could could you, you know if you want to write again, you can. That'd be sick. And then it turned out, like, I wrote nine of the articles of the first, like, launch or whatever, yeah. and there was only three that weren't by me. Um, and it just didn't work. Like, the people I'd asked didn't, and I realized that it was do- doomed to fail, because I didn't want to write every single article, and it depended on other people to produce the content. Right. And you can't depend on anyone, man. <laughs> I mean, you can love people, and people right. choose, People don't have time, they make time, and... Um, Sometimes people don't make the time and that's and you know, it sucks to rely on other people for that, but I probably should have committed to building it by myself first. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like you could ask someone to come on a podcast and they could make you wait like a month. <laughs> a Yo. Month and a half. Damn No, shots. I'm just playing, I'm just playing. I'm I just playing. was I was being
2: too calculated when I was like, Oh I don't know no, it's but a this good is time. Perfect time. This yeah, is a yeah, great yeah. time. Yeah. yeah.
0: We are in the middle of the hip hop series. This is mm. episode five of that. Mm. SK will be number six. And then we're going to close the book on hip hop. Nice. And we're going to move on to, right now I'm thinking poetry. Uh Uh-huh. My friend Kat Dolan, who was on episodes one and seven, Mm -hmm. knows a lot of really great local poets between here and Boone. Nice. So I'm thinking about giving that a shot and doing a few episodes in that realm. But I also have um, five or six mental health professionals nice who have expressed interest in coming on the show all local to Asheville oh yeah so maybe I'll try to solicit some feedback from the listeners and see if there's more interest in poetry or mental health a lot of the feedback that I've gotten on the show so far is people want to know things like when is it time to go to therapy what is medication like Mm. um What is finding a therapist like? What if I don't find the right therapist? People have a lot of questions like that. Mm. So it might make more sense to go right into mental health. It would, I think, tie this season together really nicely. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of open-ended at this point, but this is good timing with the hip-hop series. Nice. So thanks for sharing about Currency. I feel like
2: Um, I didn't... Man, I've just... There's stuff that... uh, I felt like kind of weird saying I haven't like failed. No, before. that's not like, weird. I don't that's know. not know. Currency so. failed. I was in a rap group that fell apart and I was part of a brand in New York that fell apart and I was started a club in college that existed without me and, but the relationship between me and some of the founders broke down. So I've experienced failure, but it's always, it's not really that the effort itself failed, but it's like
0: Things didn't work out. Yeah.
2: The infrastructure, the relationships for some reason dissolved or currency is just like, I, don't, I guess because it was like a six month, six week thing. It was so like in and out. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a failure. I
0: guess the m- biggest one I've experienced recently, um, I had to take an exam for work. Mm. Um, it was a four hour exam. Mm. No, they give us five hours longer than the SATs, 180 questions. And it was all multiple choice, open book. So I had all the books with me. I didn't study as much as I should have, and mm. by that I mean like not much at all. Mm. Probably shouldn't like tell my bosses that, mm-hmm. but like I really <laughs> thought I had it, and went into it and got to the exam. And out of the six books, I didn't have one of the books with me. Oh. I left it at home. Oh wow you needed a 73 to pass i got a 72 oh wow and if i would have gotten like a 20 i would have been like yeah that's that's about the effort i put into it but to like miss by one question that's tough i was pretty devastated and like felt that feeling of failure for the first time in my life in a while Mm. and had to meditate on it i was like i had to meditate and sit there and just go like i accept failure Mm. i accept failure Like I was just like a mantra, and by the Mm. time I got to the end of it, I actually believed it. Mm. By that point, it wasn't so scary. It was like, all right, I failed a fucking test. I can take it again. Mm. I have to pay for it. There are consequences, but um, it's nothing is as big as we make it. Like to your point, what really failed? I didn't pass the exam. I can take it again.
2: Yeah, well, because that's an and that would be something I would characterize like because it's an instance. It's like a pressurized like true or false like did i did i do it or did i not do it it said yeah. exam status failed yeah like that feels like, like that's, a failure that's to me. harsh yeah and like both both art and like i don't know like even events like the fact that anyone came you could see is this i i say to people i grind up the silver lining and snort it until it's gone because yeah. like uh, as that sounds kind of like uh grotesque but like there's always a silver lining that shit will get you <laughs> it gets you far man I know. it gets you gets me there but like i don't know there's always some sort of win you can see in a failure especially in art um but sometimes what hurts most is just the losing of something behind S- the scenes so
0: i have a friend a very dear friend who um until recently owned a company and once a year put on a music festival mm. um again i won't name drop i'm not i won't I think, as a general rule, I won't say anyone's name on the show unless I'm Shout out. shouting yeah. them out or I get their permission first, mm-hmm. but um over the summer had a festival outside. rain didn't cooperate I know what you're talking about, yeah. and really sad that they they had to cancel. I mean, they had thousands and thousands of dollars of music gear outside in a like what was like torrential downpour and vendors that were getting their tents ruined and they had to make the call to cancel it. And she's often referred to it as a failure to me. Mm. And I try to challenge her because I'm like, wait a minute, you had like 50 people that were working that day and another 75 that came out to perform and another 100 that came out to vend. And the only thing that didn't happen is the sun didn't come out. Mm. It sucks. Money was lost, fault. yeah, but it's not your fault, and it doesn't speak to the work you put into it. Mm. That's so. It's hard to call that a failure in my book. Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to you if you see this.
2: Yeah, shout out.
0: You're not a failure. You're a beautiful butterfly. Hmm. I don't know why I picked butterfly. Butterflies are cool. Classic. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. My notes froze here, so I'm going to go ahead and unlock my phone very, like, nonchalantly so no one's even going to notice. Watch. No, wait, it didn't work. There we go, work I, now. I didn't see anything. Yeah. No, yeah, it was just, uh...
2: It's like Westworld, <clears> I just, like, didn't... I saw yeah, nothing we'll, at um, all, we'll yeah. Yeah, cut,
0: we'll cut that out. <laughs> right. Um... So let's get to the topic at hand. We have about like 25 minutes left that we can mm. play around with. Okay. Um, I want to talk about judgment, times that we've been judged in our lives, what that's felt like, how we've grown from it and how we view it now. Mm. I'll let you start. I'm really curious to hear because there's mm. a particular thing you said at your show at The Moth Light that resonated with me. If you're interested, I'll bring you it up. You can share it. You can jog my yeah. memory. If you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was in the middle of one of your songs, you lifted your shirt and Mm. made a comment about having man boobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how you used to get made fun of for it. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because I felt like, number one, it was kind of funny Mm. because like the phrase man boobs is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's why it sticks with me, but it was strong and kind of brave to go up on stage in... At a hip hop show, Mm. in a scene where you know sometimes content is about all the things you are that are positive, are great, yeah, how much money you have, this and that, and you went up there and said like, "Yo, I get made fun of because I like kind of got tits," Mm. yeah, and I thought that was really
2: brave. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's if I were to, I kind of swallow a lot of uh, the stuff that I used to experience because it just it doesn't happen anymore as an adult. Um, but I, the insecurity remains and the insecurity is an echo. The insecurity is an echo from that bullying. Um, I mean, essentially, you know, I'm a heavier set guy. I'm wearing an XL Carhartt, you know, that's what, Mm -hmm. that's the shirt that fits me. I only shout out to Carhartt. Carhartt, Yo, sponsor the show.
0: Sorry. No, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) We have a real sponsor, which is Riverbend CBD. I better fix that. (laughs) Sorry. Um, and, um,
2: so I have like 10 shirts that fit me because I know they fit me. Yeah. And so there's always a, a sort of self-conscious aspect of how I view my my body. But essentially why that was was for years and years as a kid, um, man, the man boobs, for whatever reason, were just the object of people's fascination when it came to teasing me about my appearance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a few like you know flashpoint stories about that. Just like generally throughout middle school summer camp, you go to the lake, um, you get made fun of by your friends. It becomes a thing of teasing. Yeah, the scoop slam is a classic. You get your tits scooped and then Uh, hit down.
0: That's not fun for anybody. No,
2: and I mean then looking back, it's like today if kids were doing like if um, that'd be like a huge thing, but it just was never uh, really addressed. Um. Guys were doing that to girls in my school. Yeah, guys were doing that That's to me. That's pretty not cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, you don't think it is because your, your chest is not sexualized in that way, or at least to your knowledge as a kid is right. not. So I was just like, oh, ha yeah, whatever, dude. And we tease You know, I'd hit him back or I'd hit him in the shoulder or whatever it was. Um, but the big thing about that and i guess i'll share that here as well because it's it's important to me um and i I say it out on a song called steps on uh to the tomes compilation a counselor actually felt me up he was uh 15 or so and i was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. or probably younger 9 and we went to the mail room and uh he he like did the same thing like scoop slam and kind of like played not played it wasn't that long but like you know touched my chest and i'm underage and he's older than me and um I talk about that on steps of, like, why did Harry have to feel up on my chest? Um, And just, you know, I didn't realize how important that was until, like, recently, the last two or three years. But thinking back to my cohorts scoop slamming me and touching me and my, you know, counselor doing that in in a weirder way, um, you know, when it comes to... Dude, I'm sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can't say scoop slam like fourteen times. <laughs> sorry, and, and yeah, I yeah. can't get one laughing. It's, it's all just, good. i have been saying sorry. scoop slam. Scoop over, slam yeah. is just I've never heard it called that. I've heard it called bean dip. I should just say groped. I don't no, know. Yeah, yeah. it's, gro- it's groping. Uh, you know, it yeah, groping. It is it groping. It is, is groping. I don't know. I was know. laughing at the phrase scoop, scoop slam. slam. Yeah, not your experiences. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking out of here now. God.
2: Here. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, judgment in the sense of uh being heavy the man boobs being a situation being uh, generally I guess assaulted by other people over it so it's judgment is wrapped up that's a more serious point of judgment and then there's judgment for being a white rapper you know that's always a thing and not less so now but when I was a kid you know I've been rapping since um and not to jump from like a dark traumatic story to like something a little lighter but like no that's good let's uh, do it yeah yeah sorry about that um um being a rapper when you're, you know, I've been rapping for 10, 10 plus years. I've yeah. been freestyling for fun since sixth grade. Everyone has their story, whatever. But I did it for like comedy. Per- I would rap in like an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent at first. But when it stopped being funny is when people started judging me. Because at first it was like clown stuff, like. You know, you do something to make someone laugh, less so to impress them creatively. And then when I started taking it seriously is when people were kind of like, really, like, what are you doing? Um, And that stopped sometime late college, but from, you know, ninth grade, because I sucked for a long time, too, which didn't help But from ninth grade to sophomore year of college just like making album after album after album being trash and me not being aware me just being like i want to do this and like doing it over and over and people are like laughing at you and calling you ptp or your alias uh in a in a sort of demeaning way they're like oh yeah PTP. some Hmm. kids stole my name and was jacob the jew or something and we battled and but it was all to mock me essentially so the two biggest things i associate when it comes to judgment or mockery have been definitely like my weight and what I care about most, which is my profession or yeah. my creative time. So yeah, sorry to. No,
0: handle. I really appreciate you sharing all that, man. That's some heavy yeah. stuff, and I think you touched on a lot that we all deal with in some way. Everyone is self-conscious about something. Mm. You're very open about what you're self-conscious about. So my, I've been bald in yeah. some capacity since I was 19. So being around my peers who were very, like, not bald, mm. and I'm like, man, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like Everyone thought I was, like, 30 when I was 20. Mm-hmm. So I was always self-conscious about that. I'm a very hairy man, mm-hmm. very hairy European man. Mm-hmm. um, And it got to the point where, I, like, I got laser hair removal because mm-hmm. I was so concerned. Wow based on some of the things that people were saying to me about my appearance.
2: My mom asked me to send a picture. Well, my mom, it was, she was well-meaning, but um, I sent a pic- picture of my chest to my family because they, they were wanting to send it to their uh, plastic surgeon friend just to like mm-hmm. get an idea of, like, was it worth it? it was, like, How did that feel? Well, my dad accidentally forwarded it to another, like, reply chain. Oh, God. That wasn't them. Uh, so that didn't feel great. But, um... I was I was curious myself at the time too, but it almost made me realize like, wow, am I really like thinking about getting like lipo on my tits? Like, I, I say that in a funny way, usually, right? But like, you know what? Um, and then I realized, you know, it's just kind of this is how I look. I mean, it's genetic. Like my, I have the same body that my dad does, just maybe with like a little more, a little more contoured, just because I work out a little bit. Right. But shout out pops, you look great. It's fun. Um, yeah. So. I but I still check my stomach in the mirror and I still and I wish it wasn't like that. Part of it is media obsession with looking good and that translates or that, you know, prints onto you. Part of it is just remembering people saying I was a certain way and then not wanting to be that, but also accepting that that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've kind of accepted it. I've stopped shaving. My yeah. hair like, is cool, man, man. I don't even want to call it chest hair because on me it's kind of like my front hair. Mm. Like, well, everyone thinks just... it's
2: like fucking like awesome Powers, Zohan, like afro stuff, but it's just
0: like... No, it's I, like it I got sick, a lot yeah. of hair on my body. Yeah, body and, like,
2: hair looks sick, dude. I
1: don't
2: know. You be
0: know, if, if it's going to be cool and a movement for women, which I have no beef with, mm. to grow their leg hair and their armpit hair, I think... More power, mm. honestly. I yeah. think, why the hell not? And anyone who thinks it's gross, it's not your fucking body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, why? Why is it gross? Why is there a double standard there? Mm. Why do you get to have hairy, stinky armpits and like yeah, yeah. hair on your fucking feet? I think like, whatever. Men you are do, hobbits. Yeah, whatever. Why you do we want? get to look like that, but then women are expected to be hairless? Yeah. Whatever you
2: want and can pull off confidently and makes you comfortable. I think people are their most, people, I respect people the most when they're most comfortable. And so, so like all that, like all the body hair, politics, all that stuff. Like if you're, if you are rocking it and you're like, this is what I want to do, I love you for it because it's like, that's, that's perfect. Like the way you manifest yourself the most comfortably is always going to be what I love. And I hope other people learn to or are in the process of learning that. Yeah.
0: So if you're watching, listening, you're beautiful, unless you're ugly, and then <laughs> you're probably still beautiful on the inside, <laughs> um, uh, don't spend $10,000 to get your jawline adjusted, mm. or your beard f- full end, yeah. or your, maybe get your like Nazi tattoo removed. That's Facts. a bad look. Yeah, yeah. But- Things that you don't have control over, keep it that way. Mm. Mm. I don't have control over this, so if you don't like it, well, neither do I. But Mm. it's my body, so, like. (laughs) Mm.
2: I've been watching my brother do a lot of more, like, self-image stuff, and it's been imprinting itself on me a bit, too. Good. It's It's good practice because
0: we can be our worst critic by a long shot when it Mm. comes to that. We can tell ourselves some pretty nasty shit based on things that we've heard from other people or things that we've heard in the media or seen on TV. Mm. Like I remember growing up, um, I was watching some like reality show on MTV, um, it's real world, I think. Mm. And, um, the girl went on a date and she came back and she was like, Oh my God, the worst thing happened. You're not going to believe it. And the other girl goes, what? He had back hair oh wow and okay. dude i was probably like 12 years old i didn't have any body hair yet yeah yeah but then when i started getting back hair you mm. better believe somewhere deep in my brain like doop, doop, mm. doop, mm-hmm. doop. that memory came up and yeah I'm
1: like, yeah
2: fuck is it that bad damn that's wild yeah that makes weird. sense though yeah
0: yeah. we believe the things that we see or the things that we're told mm. um and it becomes that inner voice if we don't take control of it yeah. you really have to throw a lasso around it and be like Nah, man like fuck it i'm just hairy and my teeth are crooked like that's me that's what makes me unique mm. yeah my well
2: yeah my my mom used to always comment on people's teeth in movies she's like oh those teeth and i might i went to the dentist i got it like when i lost a tooth i have an implant in the mm-hmm. front of my teeth and i had braces and all this kind of stuff so it's
0: interesting what uh
2: comments you absorb <coughs> excuse me
0: yeah and then one other thing i feel really inclined to share man i'm grateful you opened up about it and that you're open about it i am just starting my journey with it um but i had some experiences in my childhood that were sexual in nature with Mm. peers Mm. um on three different occasions Mm. two of which felt forced
1: Mm.
2: yeah
0: and I guess I'm saying that on this platform. I guess I'm owning that. I I didn't plan on saying that today. I feel Mm. inclined based on what you shared with me. And it's something I'm working through with my therapist right now a lot. Mm. Because anyone that I've told, told me it's normal. Mm. It's your peers. They're not older than you. It's normal. It happens. That's exploration. It didn't feel normal. And I wasn't told that it was normal when... I confided in adults yeah. and told them what happened. If it's, I was made to feel like it was very it. abnormal <clears throat> that I was wrong and I should be punished. Mm. So that's a, a situation that is definitely traumatic in nature that's stuck with me and I've had to work through in a lot of different ways. But that happens to too fucking many people. Yeah, man. Seriously, man. Too I many s- people have to go through that in far worse ways than I experienced. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really sad. Like, I look back on the first time that that ever happened to me. It was a kid that was my age, man. Mm. We were eight years old. Mm. And he pretty much forced me to take my pants off. Mm. What eight-year-old knows that unless that's happened to them? Mm. And that's how I've started to view that situation. And it makes me really ill, man. Yeah, That
2: hurt people hurt people yeah
0: exactly here's a kid who's eight years old and already has the potential to hurt someone for a lifetime because he's been hurt that badly yeah it's sad yeah i mean
2: i used to do a little speech before that song and the only one of the reasons why i'm able and also thank you for sharing that no thank you man thank you for yeah, giving and fuck me the space yeah, that for that you're, you're you're working through that man that's it's hard tremendous yeah. you
0: gotta start by owning it and that's kind of step one yeah i say that with a lot of things but it's true yeah and I, I would make a, I mean, sorry,
2: I would make a little speech before and a, I think after and before that song because people love that song because it's intense or a few of my friends love that song because it's intense. But I would say, you know, this is, you know, you minimize your own experience. I'm not defined by it, but it happened and it's fucked. And it probably, you never know the echoes in which it affects your sexuality or the way I you am. view intimacy and things. Um, but I always said like, you know, this is just something that happened to me. It was brief. It wasn't. You know, I wasn't, you know, raped essentially, or right. you know, whatever. There's no spectrum of which one is worse than the other necessarily. You know, I want to respect everyone that's experienced something like that. Um, but whether it's the kids touching me or the counselor touching me, um, it all matters. And what the hell was I saying? Oh, I was saying like, you know, there's people that go to their their family and their uncle. You hear all the stories about the creepy uncle. Where does that stereotype come from? Probably because millions of people experience that. So Do you part have a of creepy me, uncle? I don't, I don't, thankfully, yeah. We have a creepy you, uncle. You guys have a creepy uncle?
0: Are you on the same page as me? Or is it not creepy? All right, maybe Maybe he's just creepy to me. Well, I have a creepy um, cousin,
2: yes, and they never did anything to me, but you get that vibe of like... Uh,
0: what I just did was so mean... I have a couple uncles who watch this show. Oh, and they're gonna be, and they're like, gonna be like, oh my god, am I the creepy me? uncle? No. You're not the creepy uncle if you're watching it. And mm. if you think you are, you're the creepy uncle. <laughs> 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 if you yeah. think for a second, am I the yep, yeah, yep, 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 yeah, yeah. You're the creepy yeah. uncle. Um, um, thanks for letting me share that, man. Feels of course, great yeah, to thank you. have the space for that. And I will say to anybody who's watching or listening this to this episode, if that story resonates with you in any way. Drop us a line on the website, breathingroomshow.com, mm. um, on the contact page. So that's breathingroomshow.com slash contact. You can keep it anonymous or submit your name. I'd love to hear from you and hear your similar stories. I've had a few people reach out to me and tell me about their experiences with losing loved ones to suicide, mm. which has been really empowering, man. I feel like that's the intent of this show to me is I want to give people the space to share that stuff, whether mm. it's my guests or my listeners. Um, so if that connects with you in any way, you've had an experience that you want to open up about, feel free to drop us a line. Um, always here to just read or listen or support in any way that I can. So, oh, yeah. um, we have about 10 minutes left. Damn. Um, time really flies. Yeah, it does. um, Thanks for going through that with me. It's always interesting to talk about things that happened to us in our childhood. Like the last thing I'll say about it before we segue, I had an experience in the last year that was really interesting. Mm. Um, I slept with somebody who I knew from my childhood mm. around the time that that stuff was happening to me. Mm. And immediately after sleeping together, I started crying. Wow. I couldn't figure out why. Mm. and then it was like later that night that it all came back kind of flooded back to me and i think always sunny if you ever, ever mm. watch always sunny in philadelphia mm-hmm. frank in the therapist episode he's like ah, you unzipped me uh yeah it was like unzipped and it all just came rushing back mm. and it was weird how my body associated this person who i knew as a child to the shit that happened to me mm. sexually as a child yeah yeah weird mm. the, the body the brain how they're connected yeah very strange, and more so than we, I think, gave credit to. Yeah. So, I, uh, fight or flight responses to
2: people commenting or touching my chest have have happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. even my adulthood. Like, I'm. I um, i did not f- I got really upset with someone I was in a group with because they commented. We were at a, like a played at like a pool party or something. Right. Um. Yeah, and you never know. It's unzip trigger. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. It's It's a lot. Uh, thanks. We're for all that.
0: sensitive beings man and if you notice something about somebody that stands out Mm. you better believe they're self-conscious about it Oh, for sure so i'm very guilty of judging people based on appearance Mm. and i'll think some really mean shit Mm. but you better believe i'm not going to turn around and like say it or act it on that person
2: Mm. i hear that i'm i'm very much a behavior and and what you say I'm yeah. very much of, if you act and say, uh, or act a certain way or say, speak a certain way about things, that's when my nastier, my nastier judgmental voice happens. Right. Appearance less so these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're always going to be like, if there's like a very distinct feature that's like warped in some way, you're always going to have that voice in the back of your head saying something about it or I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, what? I've had a lot of dudes on here with nose rings We're, it's we're, a, we're part of the movement I guess so, yeah, yours is looking mm-hmm. good I, Yours is good too, you got the gold, <laughs> I got the silver Nice Silver nice. and gold Yeah, yeah You're yeah. on the left side, it's I'm my on first, the right it's side It's my first piercing I got Really?
2: April of last year yeah, Nice,
0: yeah. I got mine in November Not this past year, the year before Mm-hmm hurt like fucking hell yeah yeah, no one warned me how bad it hurt Mm. so this dude puts the clamp on and i'm like ow 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 ow." he's like dude it's the clamp and i'm like yeah it fucking hurts yeah it just felt like a lot of pressure and then he pulls the the needle out and this thing is like Mm. "Fuck!" i feel like you could sew a leather jacket with it Mm. it is a gnarly thing and he just like (laughs) "Ah!" like right in my Face, dude and it takes some pressure to break through the cartilage Mm. so i'm just like tears streaming down my face and he's like all right now we got to put in the jewelry and that hurt almost as bad as the the first part Mm. i would not do it again and if you're thinking about doing it don't do it (laughs) it hurts and like i get boogers caught in it a lot mm-hmm oh good yeah look? sometimes you have to dig back when you're right. hanging out with somebody and they're like yo, you got a booger in here i'm like oh,
2: or, or my my dad always asked me how do you blow your nose with that i'm like it just you just blow your nose dude i don't know
1: yeah
2: um did you
0: have any more to- uh, topics or uh, i don't know I, I don't know man did Am you i not doing my job <laughs> oh, yeah. Pete? no i'm just gonna awkwardly sit here and look at oh, you cool, while cool. i pour more perfect. coffee in my cup. <laughs> perfect perfect you're man from, time you're really New York, flew yeah?
2: by man yeah um I'm yeah. I'm from New York, New York City. Yeah.
0: Um. What do you miss about there? How long have you been here? I've been here. What's your favorite color? Where do you like to go to eat Thai food? What do you like when you get Thai food? Do you <laughs> like a mango lassi from Indian restaurants? Oh, have you been to any good Indian restaurants?
2: Yeah, Chai
0: Now you? Oh, Okay. Um. Which one do you want me to answer? All of them in order. In order. Three, two. Um, no. So what did I, what was the first one? I don't know. How was that? Where uh, was I from? Oh, shit. Yeah. New York, I don't know. I'm New York. For
2: some reason, I'm thinking of- And how long uh, since you moved here? I, I came here 2017 um and I, yeah, from New York City, and I miss, I don't know. I miss my family. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh, yeah, and I miss late night Chinese food. I miss mm-hmm. stuff being open past You know, midnight. WoHop? What was that? WoHop? hop oh. Okay, never mind. That one place in New York? that that one
0: that, the, like the one <laughs> the one thing in it's in new york like a right? famous chinese restaurant <laughs> oh no no, no. Okay. Uh, i'm just kidding i don't know um you know <laughs> if you insult me like that again on my podcast <laughs> see if i invite you back See if i, I love you, back. you give me that t-shirt back i love you i'm sorry um <laughs> that's like people are like oh you went to penn state do you know my cousin <laughs> I'm like, yeah. there are like fucking 80,000 students or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know them.
2: I, we're, I, my, What was rattling in my head was the overcoming depression topic you mentioned yeah. earlier, but we're very late I on now. No, so bring yeah. it
0: back, man. We got. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can ask me anything. We got enough time. Let's talk about that. I said we were sure. going to talk about it. Let's keep me to the script. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So talked about it pretty openly on the show and other episodes, like depression has been an old, familiar friend for me. Mm. Been there since I've been a kid in some ways. It's gotten a lot worse as I've gotten older. It's evolved. The monster's gotten scarier, so to speak. Mm. Um, But I feel pretty good right now. I feel manic in some ways, and we could talk about that too, and then we could turn this into a six-hour-long episode. Um but I feel like when you mentioned that on another episode I was interested in digging into that. I know we only have a bit of time. Yeah, we could we can quickly touch on both and mm-hmm. then I want I want to save time for you to do one piece a cappella. Oh, sure. True, true. So first they're, because they're related, I think we could talk about both. So for me, I've been diagnosed as type 2 bipolar, mm. which is the primarily depressive type. You spend most of your time depressed, and then you have not full-blown manic episodes, where you're going to be like parading down the street in your underwear, like, or thinking you're Jesus Christ or something like that. But hypomania is like diet mania. So I go through episodes of hypomania, and then much longer periods of depression. They can be nine months long. Mm. It's like a fucking pregnancy of mm. de- of a depression. Um, I've carried them to term (laughs) and like they're back, usually back to back. Something will trigger one or the other. Like I'll be depressed. Usually the changing of the seasons winter for me is when mania kicks in. That's when I do shit like start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, that's when it kind of kicks in i have that energy i want to go 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 i want to call all my old friends and see how they're doing i want to party i want to do whatever who wants to hang out and then before i know it i'll wake up one day and that old familiar friend is right back and i'm Mm -hmm. depressed again Mm -hmm. so some things that have helped me overcome it i can boil it down to one word consistency is key especially as someone who is bipolar, if you're going to be here and then here and then here and then here, you need to learn how to live here and do activities in your day to day that are going to keep you here. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do. Mm. Try to establish a regular diet, go to sleep at the same time, Mm. try to not consume substances that are going to affect my body and my mind. Mm. Um, working out which is something i've been really bad about recently so that's one i know like my body's been craving it so it's like i need to start working out again so it's like that establishing those consistent things are going to help you feel more consistent it's mm-hmm. just what it boils down to
2: yeah
0: have you had any similar experiences
2: um well yeah i wish i got into it sooner almost um i i both also, thank you for sharing. All of that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I characterize my mental health. I've only been to therapy a few times. I've never been diagnosed. Uh, I never had more than one or two sessions with or I had three with one therapist once, yeah. but not long enough for them to necessarily establish patterns or, you know, I, I got one sort of light diagnosis, but they weren't really they weren't. Uh, licensed like or fully like a doctor yet they're working on it um so they said i was had you know manic depression manic depressive tendencies and um i'm very affected by Uh, interjection
0: if it's okay oh of course yeah yeah. um that just for anyone who's listening and picked up on that too that would essentially mean bipolar Uh, manic depression is the old school terminology for what they call okay. bipolar now. Okay. So sorry, continue word, I guess.
2: And I guess so. I mean, and I have trouble defining myself in one way or the other, like, you know, what syndrome or anything like that. Cause sometimes I'll just be low grade just like here, you know? And, but I'm very, very triggered by inconvenience. Uh, if there's one thing I could say like, mm. man, I hate being inconvenienced. And I characterize my mental health with three sort of things um, like manic sadness, very like deep, uh, existential sadness, rage is a really big part, and then, um, similar to what you mentioned, like this manic obsession with, like, man, I want to see everyone, I want to talk to everyone, I want to fix this, or start I want to this project, yeah, exactly, get currency off the ground, I gotta, exactly, yeah, or like, yeah, stuff like that, and, um, uh, I've I don't, I don't really have a thing that I've done to address it. I just, I work out every day. I do the exact same workout, yep. you know, and, but I've never, I don't have like a, you know, a program for myself that I've implemented to tackle those things. But I talk about it in the music just to make sure yeah. it's out there and I'm aware of it. And when you project it beyond yourself and you can watch
0: it, it becomes less of something you're ignoring,
2: I guess. Yeah. But, yeah
0: i'll tell you what man i firmly believe this and the most important man in the world said it so you know it's true Mm. kanye west man if we had another hour we could just talk about about kanye all right episode
2: stay yeah yeah. stay tuned episode 13 the kanye episode
0: (laughs) he's not gonna be on but we're just gonna like talk about him a lot yeah yeah um
2: Cause he's been a part of why I've been kind of veering a little bit more agnostic, which is kind of, mm. but we don't Interesting. talk about Interesting. Yeah.
0: Fuck. I want to pull on that. But yeah. he said his mania is a superpower mm. and I believe it. I look at mine the same way now. Mm. I used to fear my mania because it made me do bad things. Mm. I was a bad boy. Mm. I would do, Ooh. I can't, <laughs> I can't use my mania as my excuse for doing bad shit mm. or hurtful shit. Mm. I have to own that. Me, the person, yep. did that. Not me, the disorder, or me, the manic asshole. Mm. Like I did bad shit, but I think I was heavily influenced by my state of mind. Mm. So that's how I've tried to approach it. Is it. Like, that, that was still me that did it. Yeah. I was the vehicle for performing a bad thing.
2: Cause, but then in even flipping it, when you get the manic energy to create or produce or f- do something, like fix something, a problem, or whatever it is, you could... You own that too, because I don't know. Or like, I'm thankful for that spectrum of bipolar. If that's what's going on, that I'm so productive when that happens. Ben. Right. That's what, but, that's the superpower. Yeah, part that's the superpower it. part. Like
0: you can, if you I, can, if you can harness it that way and not because the there bad are times that it, it harnesses me and I'm off doing what whatever I'm doing, Word. you know, and that's when I'm at the mercy of my diagnosis. Yeah. Um. But there are times like now where I feel like I can wake up every day, work a full eight hours, come here, record a podcast, go home, spend time with my dog, maybe make some dinner, like call my mom, call my grandma. Mm. And that's manic energy. And it's like I'm putting it into my life in a way that's helping me manage what is usually depression Mm. when I don't want to do any of those things. Mm. That's something I fear every day is like if I'm just going to wake up and all of a sudden work is going to be hard again and I'm not going to want to do this Mm. because I enjoy this a lot man like this is like quickly become something that I look forward to every week Mm. um I lose sleep over it because I care about it Mm. and I just want to make it better and Mm. I want to reach people in a way that helps them um so I don't want to be at a place where I don't want to do it because of feeling depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So if mania is going to help me avoid that, cool, I'll cool. bring it yeah. on. Let's do it. And I'll just try to avoid the bad stuff that comes with it. Mm. So yeah, thanks for keeping me honest and on track with the stuff we wanted to talk about. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I think we're at a good point where I know you said you wanted to do maybe an acapella. Sure. I yeah. would love that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to let you pick because I'm selfish. Word. I mean, in, in I could a lot do, of ways.
2: I guess I can do one. I was, I was, and I, like, I had in my head I was going to do two, but I, I if could you do could do one. two. I, yeah, I mean, sure. uh, if you, if that's cool, if, it, if that's cool, I don't want to piss Matt off. Matt's always pissed off. Look <laughs> at him. Goober. Good smile on that guy. Y'all got good beards and good smiles. I love oh, it. Oh, thanks. Good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good beards a good space. That's I, gonna be the name of my new podcast. There you go. The I have the your, political your, your B Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just argue like old <laughs> Jewish women. Perfect. Beef
2: sandwich. <laughs> shout out to Bev Big Head. Um,
0: real quick before the acapella mm. um, wanna give a shout out to our sponsor, um, C B D. Um, graciously sponsor the podcast. Um, if you go to their website, riverbendcbd.com, order anything from their website and put in the promotional code or the coupon code, breathing room, hashtag 15, Mm. um, you get 15% off any order. So check that out. Um, They actually provided a gift that I was able to give to Pete here today. So really grateful for that. Thank you so much for taking care of us, Riverbend. And thank you for helping me sleep at night. No joke. I'm not just like trying to sell their stuff. I use it every day. Mm. Um, If I can't sleep at night, I go and take a couple droppers. And before Mm. you know it, off in dreamland. So um, what are you planning on sharing with us Acapella wise, I'm assuming it's going to be something off the new tape. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always want to hear stuff off a bitter. Yeah, I mean like, Um, I would want to hear river uh, or like uh, bring back some old shit. But I know you have a new tape coming out, so why wouldn't you share? Um, I'd like to hear need. Ooh, and we'll call up zero on the phone and I'll put on speakerphone. Um. I'll try to do... But you can do whatever comes up for you. That would be like... Yeah.
2: I'll do a song you haven't heard too, because it also speaks to what we were talking about. Perfect. Um, and then I'll think about the second one if we have time for a second one. Perfect. Uh, this one's trappier on the track, but the lyrics are cool, I guess. Uh,
0: have yeah. you done an acapella in this environment before? i on the radio i did okay one, yeah. yeah it's similar yeah it can be a little unnerving i like i do
2: acapels on stage too. i don't know so i'm, yeah. a, I'm familiar feel free up, to like yeah. close your eyes if you have to sure. or like yeah. take uh-huh. off take off your pants if you want <laughs> we talked about this so you can't just <laughs> i said if you want true if you consent want. consent if you don't consent want consent is
0: key guys if you don't want that's totally cool i appreciate that i appreciate that <laughs> all right let's get to it sure um
3: I struggle with hope. I stand in the rain with no rust in my coat. My pain is so minimal, speck on the globe. Soak it all up like a sponge, though. The venom is sit on the tip of my tongue. I want to say what Petey feel when he want. Risking a neck and a check, now it's gone. Blood on my palms, scratching my face in a rage. Why did this happen today? Never perspective and easing my stresses. The seat of my records is next to my grave. Fuck all the credit they gave. I am too cowardly, doubting hourly inside to be brave, boxing out pride in the pain. I'm losing my sight. Am I sane? I want to be saved. Wish I believed in the Lord more, praying alone on my four door. Am I alive when I pour more? Getting wavy, what a shore for? Baby, save me. You a saint. It's all gravy. <laughs> Thinking maybe it's a trade. It's all gravy. My stay. Stitches, they rock. Stitches, they pop in my brain
0: run that last part back
3: sorry now you're good no need uh thinking maybe it's a trade it's a gravy my
2: state uh vestiges they pop in my brain i'll just move on sorry for uh, i'll do the second
3: right. verse um prison in my own mind devil in the profile i could never shave the beard you don't want to see me that clear sabotaging with the fear it's always so hard just to start to move, incubate, fade away. Then PD come back even stronger to start to you. Remember good weed and the ramen nudes, daddy's credit card and karma loop. Looking forward to Obama news. Squad looking deep. PD keeping a summer crew. Embarrassing days at the ease. Now I don't do what I please. I write it up, make it up, bleed. A butyral siphon to breathe. Ruin all types of relief. Sex and addiction, the cigarette, it be a stress. Huh? People person in the past. Oh, rock a vest so why does get bruised when the slug is thrown yes it is true with the fuck i on so what you gonna do when they come
0: along nice you saved it at the end man that was great yeah. that was cool man thank you Dom. doing acapella rap is not easy yeah there's a lot uh, zero talked about it a little bit after his episode where just not having everything that you're used to in the b makes it really challenging yeah for sure but I like a lot of the concepts that you brought up there. Mm. I wish we had another hour to yeah, pick it yeah. apart and talk about them. Yeah. Um, some high notes that I took from there were like, I wish I believed in God more. Mm. I've had that thought before too. Yeah. Where it's like maybe this would be a little bit easier for me mm. if I had something to believe in. If I really believed in it. Yeah. I I envy in a lot of ways people who have strong faith.
2: Yeah. Same. Big jealous time. of
0: it i don't understand it yeah but um yeah man thanks for sharing what was the name of that tune that was sinister sinister track
2: 12 uh um, cool yeah one more or no one more one more one more, I want one more. And, then I'm, and then i'll be done i promise guys i'm sorry no you're good i'll man. do dead man freestyle yes all right so. cool um,
0: that's the last one i'll listen to on the way over here cool.
2: so not yeah i guess it's fresh um gotta remember it too it's all it's all newer stuff um
3: word sure you got a voice what you saying with it peachy bitter man why you gotta be dismissive it's doubt heavy and i envy the delusions y'all get to claim shit and never prove it I've had to die three times in my movements. Reborn, reject this fiend for respect, that's true shit. Guess the internet made you free to lie. I fought and clawed my way up just for the sea to rise. Hippie shit say the ego need to demonize, but he don't breathe the need to see the mind. So the ego, what made him seem alright. Life, please load the save, I wanna redo mine. Back with the force of a balanced talent on an emu hind. That's a leg if you didn't know. Posing on the rag with my hidden ghosts, grab my throat. Hope choked. Only flow when they allow me. Never alone, breathing demons posing all around me. Huh? Yeah. I crank the ISO to see him. Man is micro anemic from the spike going deep and slowly bleeding. as a press upon the spine. Tap twice if your breath is on the line. Fatigue weakens the belief in mine. All oh, that probably over your head. Huh? Read it over when I'm dead. Tell your friends, huh? Shit was legendary. Look what he said. Ooh, man was crazy with the metaphors and schemes. Fucked up to be remembered this way. My only realistic dream, P.D. Fiend, just to put this mirror in its sheath. The dry paint cracks unfolded canvas as it crease. I want to go, planted on my knees. Meditating in the shade, waiting in the eve. slowly crumbling the rubble that spread amongst the seeds. Dust picked up and vanish in the trees, please. I'm sick of panic and the need to please. I'm tired of the damage and I need release. I'm sick of this vantage that I need to keep. I'm sipping this antidote and I need to sleep.
0: Thanks, Pete. Thanks for sharing that, man. Thanks for having me, man. You you got a great flow and it's very dynamic. You always switch it up and I always like come on the ride with you. Mm. You got a lot of good flows on both tapes between bitter and hunger. Thank you, man. Um, that was great. Thanks for sharing. And Thank thanks for coming on today. Really glad to finally yeah. be able to do this with yeah, you. Yeah,
2: man. Thank you for giving me the space to share. And I, I feel I'm overthinking what I said. I wish I could have said more about certain things. That's how my brain works, but sure. this show, this space, the way you ask questions, the way you share is very special and I very appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. I do that every episode. I'll go home tonight. I'll probably pull up some of the video and watch it and be like, man, I wish I would have said this this yeah. way or I shouldn't have laughed like that. There I sound know. stupid, but it doesn't matter. We had a good conversation yeah. and I enjoyed having you on a lot. It's a pleasure, man. Thank so, you. So thanks for joining episode 12 of Breathing Room. Pow, pow, pow. Matt this Dunn camera, on the production, camera. A.V. Live. Yeah, this one and this one and <laughs> this one and this one and this one and, this one, and got, this
2: one. Like on Hot Ones, he's like, tell him what you got going on in your life.
0: Right? I love Hot Ones. Yeah, yeah. What a great show. show. Shout, Shout out to them, because why not? Man, I think I'm done with the outro. Love. I think that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to breathe. We'll see you next time for SK The Novelist. Um, I'm your host, Rob Lavati, and thanks for joining. Mm-hmm. Signing off.